Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment podcast, everybody. Pastor Jim Parkin, myself, Pastor Chandler, and welcome back, you guys. Thanks for joining us. How is it going, everybody? So we're going to talk about, <laughs> we're going to jump right in and talk about two of my favorite things, one of which is skateboarding, and the other of which is when two dudes or two girls, it doesn't matter, two combatants get locked in a cage <laughs> and go to war. Those are my favorite things. And so I shared with you guys throughout the week, you and Nick shared kind of two stories. One was a video of that kid hitting that wall ride down that stair set. Yeah. And so I'm going to do my best to describe it to everybody. What it is was about a 14 to 18 stair set. So the big stair set, kind of a double. And there's this like probably not quite 90 degrees, but probably between 45 and 90 degree wall that he took, made three attempts on the third attempt, he makes it down. And in, in just kind of the skateboard culture, right. It's the reaction of all the people yeah. is what the trick is for. And honestly, even when guys are in competition, like there's street league and they X games and they now skateboarding's in the Olympics, but it's always really to see whoever is successful, whoever innovated something new or whoever ripped off, like just pulled off something amazing. That's why they're all there. And they, everybody celebrates it. Doesn't even matter. And so, and then in, I showed you guys a clip, those two dudes, it was the Mexican guy it was Yair Rodriguez. And then Max Holloway fought on Saturday and it was like, just a war like Rodriguez was just doing this low calf kick move and just kicking Holloway's leg off, but it didn't seem to phase them. They went five rounds and both guys were bloody and, and all this. But then afterwards it's just respect and love and honor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's not very many other things where that's the case, right. In the world. Right. Right. So, well, the, what, the one I, guy came out and came in the back of the ambulance to check yeah, on him they and both get a got selfie. Transported. <laughs> they both got transferred, <laughs> you know, and they were just, and that's what they were just communicating. They were super you know, gracious how, and respectful with each right. other. And that, you know? that is the martial arts aspect of it. Right. So, that, see, and honestly, that doesn't always happen. There's sometimes there's hate left over, yeah. you know, but. Yeah, I think so kind of to tie this all in as the body of Christ, what we're supposed to do is when one of us wins, we all win. And if one of us loses, we all lose. And we're supposed to yeah. be in that together. Um, and I'm listening out of my ear without a earbud in it. And I can hear my youngest downstairs. Having is that some yours? Because of- I'm like, I didn't know if it was maybe my son in, in our house either. <laughs> Could hear it a little bit. No, that's, that's Reagan. She's on full Reagan. <sighs> hey, anyway, you know what? it's not the toilet flushing. 
<laughs> yeah, you, right? you oldies that have been with us all this time, you know. <laughs> anyway, what I want to talk about tonight in regards to those two things is in our industry, how can we, like, when I first started, so everybody was, like, all of us who worked the road were on the same team. We all worked for different agencies and whatever, but we were all in it together, okay. right? And through the years and, and kind of the, the dynamics of how we do the job have changed because everybody went away from bases and, yeah. you know, everybody does the t- kind of the 12, 8, 10, 12-hour shifts. So it's different. It's much busier now. There's less of us doing the thing. But I kind of want to bring that back and work on um, – well, not work on, but talk about how do we get back to that kind of old school way of doing business, right? Yeah, yeah. Which always comes back to community. So that's it. No, That's I what we're going to talk about. No, I think that's good. I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were talking about something similar to that, like just taking care of one another. Mm-hmm. And I forget what what the actual detail or conversation, like why we were talking about that. Um, and my friend had basically said, you know, I just wish that more people were like this. Cause I feel like we've lost this so much mm-hmm. nowadays. And I, and I said, yeah, but there's a, we'll, we'll, we'll bring the grass mo- movement, you know, grassroots movement back, you know, we'll start, you know, and I think it, sometimes it feels like it takes so slow and like so long. Um, but I really do believe that it's very powerful when people are kind, when people, you know. Right. I mean. And it's actually easier just to be optimistic and positive <laughs> and kind to people. So exhausting to be like. It is. You I know? mean, I appreciated what you posted. Was it today or yesterday that you posted about why is it so hard to love your neighbor? You posted in our TLE community group. Yeah. Yep. Why is that um, part of that of that scriptures the difficult part? And it's just well, I shared, you know, I shared for me and my experiences that I've just gotten so busy that I don't necessarily when I'm at the gas station, I'm not really looking around for anybody that needs help. You know, I'm right. I'm rushing through the grocery store so that my little one doesn't lose it in 20 minutes and get bored mm-hmm. and distracted, yeah. you know, so I'm rushing in and rushing out and running to here and we're going, you know, from work and to this and stuff. So for me, it's, it's been consciously slowing down and being willing to be late. If somebody needs it, like who is willing to pull over in Michigan winter to help somebody change their tire? <laughs> you know I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you know, true. the good Samaritan stopped and risked his safety and a lot of money to help this guy out. And I'm sure mm-hmm. delayed his journey by quite a bit to get this. And really, and, it, and if, if we want to be like, put all the cards on the table, right. Straight away front in the front of this podcast. Yeah. Really. in that story, it's like the Republican helping the liberal. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. full on. What that is, yeah. is the conservative stopping risking everything reputation life limb everything to help the liberal who in some cases he's sworn is his enemy and will shout it from the rooftops right until you see humanity broken and you just help humanity right so i mean you know to 
I have felt very challenged over time to just slow down and make time to see people. I mean, I, we, you've worded this in the past in the way of to just to look and see, like mm-hmm. to just see humanity, to see people. And I know I get too much about my own life and it is a lot like, running a family and going to work and doing all the things. And then depending on what season of life you're in, if you've got stuff going on, family stuff, work stuff, whatever it is, it's really hard to kind of look past yourself. But we've, I think this whole conversation is built around the importance of making it important again to see Mm -hmm. other people and see what they need and ask them, like, what do you need? And I think that if you asked a stranger that, they would be like, look at you like you're a psycho. Like, what do you want from me? Like, why are you even talking to me at the gas station? Right. You know, and I, and I think that, um, and that's, and that's part of humanity. That's part of the thing that we've done to each ourselves really with everything being, um, like so social media driven. We've put ourselves behind the keyboard so much behind the screen that is, that is sketchy. Right. Yeah people have put themselves into a position where actual human being, actual human contact. Oh, I don't like that. Right. Well, even then now, couple if, somebody that with up, like, if somebody comes up and knocks on my door during the day, I'm pissed. Like, why are you coming up to my door and I don't know you? Like I have a not soliciting sign, no soliciting on my front window and stuff. Like I don't want anybody coming up to my door. So, I mean, there's just all sorts of level of like distance that, right. <laughs> you know, generation ago wasn't as common. You know, right. That's really you guys. I, and I don't oh, care. I dude. People come up to the door all the time. I hate it because I'm home. I would be home often with kids. And I never felt like if I knew if like, I don't want some guy coming up to my door if I don't know, because I'm that person that I'm like, you could be pretending you're selling me windows and you're just scoping out to like steal stuff from my house, dude. <laughs> <Don't break it. laughs> oh, what? So... Our stuff's like unlocked most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anyways, yeah. but whatever. It's but that's the thing, and that's how as the seasons change and as as the years go by, right? We get we get more distant and more distant and more distant and more distant from each other. Right. You know, and then not to mention how tribal everything has become. Right. Like it is very hard for people to understand how I can have no opinion on certain things. And they're like, you can't not care. And I'll be like, Oh, but I absolutely don't care. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy that you say that. Cause I really don't care at all. Right. You know? And it's, <clears throat> but it's just like, everything is polarized. Yeah. Everything like all things are operating at the speed of a 24 hour news cycle everything's you know so there's no time you know and kind of why i let off with like kind of the skate culture that i grew up in when living out west and kind of like surf culture everything is always that first like in surf towns like santa cruz and stuff like that san clemeni all those places everyone will just leave work if the waves are big oh that's so cool Everyone's like, hey, man, so Mavericks is pumping, so sorry, we're not serving, we're having a dinner service. (laughs) But nobody's mad, right? Everyone's like, oh, of course, we're all going there. But, and that's, 
skaters, man, you see, it's not so much now because, you know, I'm at risk of another fractured neck. Right. But yeah. it used to be like coming up when I was younger. Oh, if I saw a spot, uh, it wouldn't matter where I was going. Like for real, there is back in the day, I could be on the way to work and see a new, like freshly painted curbs because they slide real well. I'm like, oh, off the right I go, whip a U-turn. And, and it's just, that's just commonplace. That's cool. Or, you know, like that video, you saw three attempts. You probably really tried that probably 10 times. Well, I wondered. I mean, it's, they usually just take the first few, right. I mean, like intermittent to like put in the right. video. And, and they, they make edits and stuff like that. Yeah. But that'll be a thing. Dude tries a trick and everybody's watching. Dude's quit skating to see if this guy's going to make the trick. And then when he does, everybody celebrates it. Yeah. You know, so it is, it's just consciously taking the time to quit moving so fast. Yeah. And it's difficult because everything's moving so fast. Right. You know, there's so much, so much worry, so much anxiety, you know? And then, so you take that and we'll, we'll put, the EMS or first responder world back in that. So everybody's anxious. Nurses are leaving to go on to other things or go to other places. Firefighters, cops, medics, EMTs, everyone's leaving. So there's fewer and fewer people or brand new people that don't know any really haven't had much experience, you know, and it's all the while, you know, people are posting day after day whatever YouTube medical opinion they got about what's what and what isn't, you know, and it's just just nonstop pressure cooker. So it's just taking the time to find that, you know, slow yourself down. Well, and I think (laughs) there's a couple different things. You don't have to agree with somebody else Mm -hmm. to be kind. Right. Because you can always be kind. Your kindness and your ability to see people around you reflects you, mm-hmm. not somebody else. And honestly, whether or not your grumpy neighbor cares whether or not you like pulled their cra- you know, trash cans out of the road or not. That like, wasn't the point, <laughs> right? right? It was, you know, it was a refle- reflection on you. And mm-hmm. over time, people that are grumpy probably have some reasons as to why they're guarded and grumpy and you're probably not mm-hmm. going to be BFFs with them right away, <laughs> you right. know, but us yeah, like, looking out for one another is a reflection of yourself, you know, and, and that. So I would say that. And then, um, it's a lot more powerful than I think we often, you know, realize, you know, well, just like just the simple idea of being kind to the person who checked you out at the Kroger or whatever. Right. At the Aldi, because that's where we go. So I use Aldi. I love Aldi. I love Aldi. But if you just be nice to the girl in the drive-thru or the guy in the drive-thru. Right. Thank you. Like, how heartbreaking is it that you can tell somebody thank you at a drive-thru and it's like 2 o'clock and they'll fully be like, you're the first person that said thanks all day. Right. I mean, it's so easy, dude. It's just manners. <laughs> I mean, are manners not a thing? No, this is a real question. Is that not a thing we do anymore? 
No, manners are so a thing. They're still a thing? Because it doesn't seem like they're a thing. Well, they're a very big thing, at least in this household. Right. So, But I mean, like at large, not in our personal families, but manners um, in the grand scheme of things, that they like faded away? No, I think they're still a thing. I don't know. I think they're still out there. I think maybe it's just different circles of people. Maybe I don't know. I'm in. A, I'm <laughs> a very know. optimistic person in that way, so I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, did I tell you about how um, I told a couple of weeks ago? I told you all um, about how the girls at Panera had wrote me a little note and put oh, it in yeah, my yeah, bag. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have it. Like I, we've got our garage, you know, button stuck to the visor, mm-hmm. and I have that little slip of paper slipped up in between the visor and the garage right. control, and. You know, the other day I rolled through and somebody was taking my order. And then in the background, like as I'm taking the order, they're like, Ashley, you're like in the background, like they know who I am. And I rolled up. I'm like, they had, they had like extra cookies for me. And then I don't know how they worked it out, but they wouldn't let me pay for my bagel. So I had like. Like, I only have the coffee subscription. And so I actually asked them a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, how do you not get in trouble for giving me free stuff? Like, I don't know how that, like, I'm supposed, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Right. And I'm like, you guys seriously make my day all the time. Like, I really appreciate you guys are just so kind. And I'm like, no, you, you make our day. And I'm like, I'm literally doing nothing except coming through and getting coffee and thanking you. Right. For, but like, if you're, you know, if you have that, if you show that, and that's really like, you know, I think as believers and as, as the church, we oftentimes, like like you were saying earlier about taking the time to slow down when you're like just out doing your thing. Yeah. But I think that we put too much pressure on ourselves. Like not every single, not every single second of every single day do we have to be preaching. Right. Or saying words. It's really we reflect that love, that conduit, that yeah. Those moments, those heavenly moments, all you got to do is just be kind and receptive. Yeah. You just have to show it. That's why you'll hear me say a lot of times that people more often than not need to see a sermon more than they need to hear one. Yep. Just by how you do your things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So, but I think that we, a lot of times, put like how many people are we going to go save today right when you know and i'm like something mm. simple and tangible it's just thinking you know like thinking of somebody and meeting a need you know bringing them a front right. house meal or something because they're not yeah, dude. good you know like right we really do overthink it and i think a lot of times it's just actually sacrificing a few moments or a couple bucks to actually put some mm-hmm. some action behind your words you know right so, yeah, just be keep your eyes open, dude. You know, keep your eyes That's open do. for what's coming around you. And then authentically mean it when you say it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all so, yeah, we get ourselves in trouble by overthinking it. That was a, that's a good way to put it. We kind of, yeah. you know, like my partner and I, we, we give people on the corner, the homeless people on the corner cash all the time. Like whatever. One, I don't like having change in my pocket. So I was going to go to a new home every time. Cool. <laughs> and two, like whatever. Right. You know, I think as humans, especially in this country, I heard it said one time, 
in a documentary I was watching, we have this weird mindset that if I'm giving you something, that means I'm losing something. It's not really me gifting. It's me losing. Yeah. You know, you've taken advantage of me somehow. (laughs) I like is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I want to say as a believer, if, if God opens your eyes to something like, first of all, don't overthink of it. You know, don't overthink it. If you Mm -hmm. see a need, just do it. If you think to yourself, hey, I should just pay for the person's coffee behind me. Like, don't be weird. Don't make it a big deal. Just do it. Like, don't, don't overthink it, you know? And then also too, depending on what it is, if you feel like, oh gosh, I really want to do this, just trust God that he's going to provide for it. You know, like your missionary friends need such and such right now, you know, like just go PayPal them the money and just trust that if God puts it on your heart to do it, that he's going to provide, you know, like, Hey, that's my gas money for the week. Sure. And if he's not asking you to do it, then don't do it. But if it's on your heart and you feel like you're supposed to do it and God tells you to do it, then he's going to take care of you too. You know, there is a cool, um, one of the cool stories with, uh, so our, our pastor, Les Hathon, one of our buddies, Mm -hmm. he sells used vehicles and he had mm-hmm. this really cool story about how God told him to give this older lady a car. So he like did. give her, give her the car, give her, give her the car. And so oh, she came sick. and with all her cash, had it all in piles out on the table and stuff. And mm-hmm. so at the end, when all the stuff and all the paperwork was done, he pushed it back over to her and said, okay, you're all set. And she's like, I don't understand. And up until this point, they had talked about like, prison project and this and had all these different conversations and stuff through the whole course of, because he'd worked with her for the course of a few weeks trying to find a vehicle for her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I just really feel it. You know, God's told me to give you this car. So she gets up and she goes to leave and she turns around and he get, he, she gives him back like a whole thousand dollars to give to prison project. Oh, that's sick. That's awesome. <laughs> so God told one guy to do something for one person and that person right. re- turned back around and blessed some, you know, that's, that's the God math. That's the kingdom stuff that you don't, mm-hmm. maybe we don't always see how that transaction happens. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. But that's the God math where God turns it into something crazy and it's more than right. just. Well, and you, know, and you see it like I've shared this before, but there is a dude it's been a few years now, but like he was searching for cans outside the speedway up in Flint, like the Corona and Linden speedway. And he's like, how's it? That's asked me, how are you going? How's it going? I'm like, yeah, pretty good. And he's like, stay safe. I'm like, we'll do. I'm like, what you, what are you doing, man? And he's like looking for can, or he asked if we had cans. I was like, I'm just trying to put together a couple bucks and get a, grab a bite to eat. So I went in, got him food at the speedway and then gave him five bucks. And he was like, I'll pay you this back. I was like, no, it's a gift. You don't have to pay it back. He's like, no, I'm going to pay it back. And like a year later, that dude comes and taps on the rig window. No. Because I told you. And at first, I was like, no, dude, you're cool. But then like you get that that nudge, right? That God nudge. And so it was more like honoring for me to accept it back. Yeah. Because he said he would. But then I like gave it to some other dude, like not 10 minutes later. (laughs) But then also... Just last week, and I only worked Saturday, you guys, because Reagan was at home because a kid at school was right. sick or whatever. Right. So Saturday, <clears throat> I go into that same Speedway, and I'm buying my favorite water drink, Liquid Death, and 
uh, a black rifle coffee and I go up to pay and this dude's like, is that all you're getting? And I'm like, yeah. And I thought he was just going to be like, just go ahead. He's like, I'll get it. I'm like, oh man, you don't have to do that. He goes, no, it's cool. And he goes, he's like, you're good, man. I was like, Hey, I really appreciate it. And this dude says, well, I really appreciate that you saved my life like two weeks ago when I had overdosed. And I was like, I'm like, I apologize. I don't recognize you because he goes, because you probably save a lot of people's lives from overdose. But he goes, but you said that there's more like you have, there's more, there's better things for you than this. Um, you didn't just give me a bunch of crap. Then just dose me up. You like gave me this big brother lecture all the way to the hospital. And then, so like here, this dude is like buying Mountain Dews and getting ready to go to work. So that's pretty cool. That's incredible. Yeah. He was just, no, dude, thank you. I'm like, for what? You literally saved my life like two (laughs) weeks ago. I'm like, (laughs) it's so bad, man. Like, and that's, I apologize. I don't know your name, dude. And you probably don't listen to this podcast, but so many people and like none of the time I can remember. Yeah. I don't know if that's on purpose. I don't know if that's, that's some mechanism God's have. given me. I don't know. But like I, people be like, save my husband. And I'm like, mm-hmm. was I nice? <laughs> this is all I ever care about. Was I polite? Yeah. That's, that's all I ever want to know. I don't want to know if I did anything spectacular because we all know I did, but I just want to know that I was polite. Yeah. That's it. That's the main thing. That's really cool. That's really cool. Was I nice to the family? Yes. Okay, cool. That's it. That's all I need to know. But yeah, that was amazing, right? It was an amazing thing that you never know. You know, if you're a blessing to somebody, how you'll come back around. 100%. So so that's the thing, man. Do this job for those moments. Like, don't get so hung up on the where and what and all that stuff. Just... Every now and again, there's these little moments, you know, where something like that happens. Right. That's really it. <laughs> I, I, guess I can't get any better than that on this episode. No. Because that was really amazing. It. No, that was a really good way to end it. I love that. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, getting ready to go on the road. It's Tuesday, so I'm back at, back at it tomorrow. So... We'll be out there doing our thing this week. And uh, there's some of you that, and you know who you are. You still haven't come to a Monday night gathering. And, and I'm going to start, start pressing a little harder. As self-proclaimed chaplain to the entire Genesee <laughs> County EMS system. It's uh, so just going to be running out of excuses, folks. I'm going to get in here. <laughs> I'd be interested yeah. to know why, why they want to come but don't come it's scary man it's not like big church is it is it that is it that i don't know who's there's gonna nowhere be there to hide and i feel yeah they know who's going to be there but they they these are smart people man these are smart smart people and they also know there's nowhere to hide they yeah. know there's potential for depth you know it's not like you can just go sit in the back row there's that's only true. one row that's true I will try to respect your privacy. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, you know, I think that's why. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's, 
it's weird. It's not a common thing. House church is, is newer. It's always been around. If you've been a lifetime in, in church, you know, but it's really on the rise, you know, since, and honestly, for, for church people, you know, for you guys that don't, don't do church quite yet, you might not know who this guy is, but when Francis Chan started the We Are Church movement in San Francisco, and it's all just different house gatherings, yeah, just a network of house churches, it really started to pick up. And so it's growing in the country, but it's weird. It's not it, normal. Yeah. We don't follow a set order of service. Right. You know, church is just, it honestly is just us being together on a Monday night with stuff. The message might be going on in the background, but maybe you, like last night, you need to be having a conversation right. in another room, you know, right. and maybe it's just family. It's just us being as a family, you know, a Christ-centered family, really just being together. Absolutely. That's what it is. And it doesn't need to be more. I mean, like fair warning to our listeners that do come on Monday nights, we are going to, as soon as the clock turns 22, we are going to be more prayer, more intentional, going deeper, giving you guys a pass this first few months. And then we're going to dive right in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be cool and it's going to grow as it, God allows it to grow and, you know, that's, that's what we're going to do. But I would say it's sketchy to people like Brandy mentioned one week that is for some who maybe have experience when they were kids going to church, you know, on Sundays, it, it might come off a little culty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, fair play. Yeah. It's not offensive to me. I understand. No, same. You know, and, it's and just, I will I will say anytime we've started, the only thing I could really relate it to, because we've always gone to like a big, big, big building church. We've Nick hmm. and I went to a little, little church when we were in college and first married. And it was maybe 30 people in a very like traditional kind of pewed, small, little, mm-hmm. little like country church. Um but we've the only thing similar would be really be like the life groups that we've gone to to that mm-hmm. you sign up and you go and you you just like am I gonna like the, talking to the other people that are there you know it's not like you right. walk into a big building and I have a ton of people to choose from I have like just the folks that are there so I don't know on one on one end of it I know that um you know we try really hard to just let everybody do at their own pace you know like I don't yeah man I don't need to be in your business and know everything about you. If you don't want me to know everything about you, right. it's okay. You know? Yeah. Um, it's not like that, but there's so much potential, man, because a small group setting like that, uh, kind of that dynamic yeah. was really the game changer for Carrie and I, you know, we were at whenever same, we had the, same with us too, the group yeah. with Cromers and Fetters and, um, cons and all those guys, you know, like, like that was a powerful group. And like out of that group of people, you know, maybe not specifically out of that season of life group, but of those people, 
two families are adoptive families. You know, one family was powerful in, in directing and leading youth at Freedom Center Church. One family created Clara's Hope, Yeah. you know, and one family created a lighthouse experiment. Mm-hmm. All out of that. Yeah. So it's just, there's so much potential in these, yeah. these smaller settings. Absolutely. You know, I, that's where we get to actually break down what's going on in our life, what God's doing in our life, what we're learning, what we don't understand, what we're wrestling with. We get to speak life into each other's families and work and dreams and stuff like that and really come alongside of people in a really positive mm-hmm. way. But it's all, it's all trust-based, you know, it's all earned, you know, mm-hmm. and it's been really neat. I mean, even just to pick on Leanne and Brent, you know, it's been really cool to take the past couple of years now to really get to know Leanne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty special, you know? So, yeah, you know, getting to know people and allowing, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to just blindly trust everybody right away, but it, to open yourself up for friendship and just people have a lot to offer you know, mm-hmm. so it's just, it's just neat. I enjoy the process more now that I'm older and wiser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, so. it's amazing. I dig it. Yeah. You know, and then I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up when like, so that on the other truth about me and I'll throw my tinfoil hat on, I will believe always believe that in our lifetime, the potential for this being the only means of gathering for church is like, this is a very plausible premise that this is, could be the thing. Yeah. You know, it's always only like one election cycle away from some wackadoo deciding that we aren't going to practice big church in this country anymore. Right. You know? And so just being prepared and used to that and, having that as an option and offering this to veterans and first responders and their families. And not only that, just anybody really. Yeah. It's not like that is obviously our, our focus group. That's the, the culture of people that I'm with and work with and live in and with and all that other kind of thing. But which is not to say though, that if someone decided they wanted to come check us out, we're going to be like, Nope. Right. Let me see your first responder card. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I mean, what if one of our families invites somebody to, to house church? Right. You know, I mean, absolutely. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So no, that's good. That's good. Anyway, well, that's that's all for this week. Next week, we have a very special guest. We're going to start talking about some things that we don't do so well in EMS and that's fitness and nutrition. (laughs) And this is coming from a guy who's one of my favorite things is speedway pizza. So (laughs) we're going to learn some stuff next week. (laughs) Y'all. He's so fun. That's it. That's all I got. So thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Freedom center church and kingdom builders and keep checking us out. Follow along on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, man, I didn't talk about this. What do you think of the new mission statement that I came up with? I really like it. I really, and it was so funny because you're just so Jim Perkin. <laughs> you're just so 
Hello, Jim Barkin. I love that I found out about it on social media. <laughs> because oh, I went, by I, the way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay because I 100% trust you. You do what you need to do. I thought it was wonderful, but I'm like, oh, that's, oh, that's new. I love it. I love it. It's it's great. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm just seeing it now. No, but it's it's good because yeah. I think that that's been that's been the heart all along. We've just not mm-hmm. had it in our mission statement like that. Restoring, mm-hmm. you know, is bringing a complete like bringing healing, completeness, support. Like there's yeah. so much that you could bring up in this whole idea of restore and mm-hmm. this compassionate feel about it. Like mm-hmm. the premise behind that is very, very cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I try. I try to keep everybody in the loop, but a lot of times I just get an idea. But you did. You idea. kept everybody in the loop at the same exact time. I'm no more important than anybody else. It's totally fine. <laughs> uh, no, you guys, good. it's crazy. Because I'll be like, oh, hey, I ordered t-shirts and... This is what they look like. And I've like, never it. talked to anybody. It is, oh, well. You don't need hey. <laughs> So anyway, guys, come back next week. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Peace. <laughs>